0: You are listening to EP Culture Beat, the underground source of El Paso, Texas. Baby is Sucio, aka Cerberus, aka Top Boy Supreme, aka Lesbian Wolverine, aka Chan, a.k.a. his boyfriend of everybody's mom. Welcoming you back to another episode of El Paso Source for the Underground EP Culture Beat. And today we're at 10 150 Montana. You probably passed the big Ram barn coming down to the new East East Side. And if you think this place is just about the sauce, then you're already lost in it. Because where we're at is way more than just one thing. It's El Paso's first place that really was about craft beer. It's one of the only places that was a drive-through for years until it became cool to be a drive-through again, and it's a haven for hype beasts and nostalgia trip all alike. I'm right here with the owner, a friend, and a lovely human being, Mr. Doug Parker. Doug Barker. Ah. Doug Bar- I, got, I got it. All right, Doug Barker. And what'd you say about my mama? I said I said you are amazing, brother.
1: No, nah, my mama back in your introduction. What the <laughs> hell was all that? I, you talk so damn fast, I didn't get it all. But it I'm sure. trying
0: to get it through because they're going
1: to cut me out anyway. Anyway, huh? They're
0: going to cut me out. I already know how it is. No, yeah. but we're at Buddy's Beer Barn. Opened in 2002. We're here with the owner, the homie Buddy. Everybody knows. Everybody loves him. This place was started by you and your wife. Yeah. Right, Pat? Yeah, my girl. And, uh, you guys have been here for seventeen years. Now I'm gonna ask you the question that everybody wants us to ask you. <laughs> How come every time I get a ten sixteen mystery pack, you know exactly the right beers to give me at the right time? Are you a wizard or are you some type of psychic? Because you're amazing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> here, let me bring my ass over here. You can blow up a little more smoke. <laughs> <laughs>
0: no, but for real, spot, like every time oh, I no, come in here.
1: the mystery pack, all that's all about is just uh, uh, we sell single beers here. So mm-hmm. you can try this stuff without getting stuck with six pack or anything mm-hmm. like that. And we got like 200 you can choose from. So, yeah, single beer, get it out. And when I get down to one or two in the pack and I know that they're not going to come back, usually they're the single beers. I mean, uh, seasonal beers. Seasonals. I put them in the back and wait. That's what it's all about.
0: Well, th- let me start off by saying, okay, how did Buddy's Beer Barn start? September 11th. Yeah, oh
1: 01. 9-11.
0: Nine, 9-11. Nine,
1: did it. So Yeah, yeah. you started yeah. this because you... Yeah, you see, with th- this whole thing, I was working for the state, okay. alcohol and drug counseling. Mm-hmm. And I used to design all kinds of treatment dam programs and shit like that. All right. Well, how much can you save without... say you whatever, you want, baby, right. whatever you want, baby, whatever you want. Uh, I guess podcasts different than radio. Uh, yeah, right. But uh, part of the conditions for us to get this place, we had to have it uh, rented. So we rented it out to a fence company. I was working for the state. Okay. Had a real professional job. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, irony of ironies, it was in alcohol and drug addiction uh, counseling and, and stuff like that. That's what I did for almost 15 years. And uh, so the whole plan was... We'll rent it, keep it rented, and we'll uh, we'll have it for retirement income. Well, the fence company left, and this guy was going to make this into a sports bar or some damn thing. I can't okay. remember what it was. Okay. And so we were all excited. It was going according to plan. Plan. So love plans. God loves plans. He just laughs and laughs. Uh, and 9/11 happened. So he had some physical conditions. Everybody got scared. And uh, but hell, I told my dear, I told my honey, God damn, baby we gotta, we got to do something. So I saw this idea in Austin many years ago, the party barn, right on Guadalupe Street. As you come around the corner, it used to be right on the corner, just kegs, tiny little building, but it was a drive-through. My wife didn't understand exactly what the hell I wanted to do with the place, so I had to take her to Austin to show her the party barn. A, res- a research trip. <laughs> yeah, research trip. That was <laughs> fun. and uh, So we went down there. She saw it, and I said, look, honey, if we can't. At least make the mortgage, because we're still paying on the damn thing. We can't at least make the mortgage on beer and cigarettes. What kind of business people can we possibly be? Of course. of course. So, that's how the beer barn came about, 9-11. Thank you for sharing that story with well, us. Well, you know. I've always wanted to ask. And uh, so, we went out, we, we bought, the, we did this, uh, emptied the bank account, spent everything we could, bought two trucks, did everything, tried to put more back into the economy that we could. Yeah. And, uh damn it worked
0: and you've been here 17 years 18 18, years yeah
1: yeah yeah my wife keeps saying it's 19 (laughs) I keep telling her well I don't know okay saying that
0: now this is one of the only places that I've I had the Thelonious the Thelonious Monk beer at Mm. this is one of the first places in El Paso to carry the Arrogant Bastard beer and you know Arrogant
1: Bastard was first bottle first shelf yeah exactly
0: you were the one of the only people before everybody else jumped on it years later that was doing this so how do these beers get selected to be on the shelf here because there's just so many of them and it's seasonal it's you know you got stuff from the east coast you got stuff from the west coast who picks them you pick them who's
1: well i used to when we first started okay but uh mi sobrino victor smartest Mm -hmm. smartest guy in this city on beer uh has pretty much run the business for the last three years for us so first uh 15 years it was my wife and i we didn't know what the hell we were doing it just sounded good and uh, nobody else <laughs> knew what craft beer was about so and i have this little book somewhere right by here. yeah by michael jackson michael not, jackson's beer guide yeah not the white glove guy yeah, yeah it actually is michael jackson yeah and anyway he's dead now i don't know who's taking up the slack but we would sell the beer through there if we could get what beer was in the book. All I had to do was show, because I could drink and shit forty years ago. If you forty want to talk, years. Yeah, I had to. Nobody liked hanging out with me, man.
0: Nobody yeah. likes hanging out with me either, and I'm sober, so maybe I should start drinking more, right?
1: Well, I was rude, crude, lewd, and socially unacceptable. Got we're, a customer. We're doing a, a customer break right now. Does anybody remember where we were?
0: I remember it. I'm, I'm,
1: Excellent. I'm old. So, I got no memory. Besides a large me.
0: variety of beer. Yes. I know you have a whiskey shed, although it's not really a shed; it's, it's an actual like office room. But, you know what? What is in in there? Like, is it just whiskeys? What do you specialize on? Whiskey. Well, see, when
1: I was drinking, it didn't matter what it was. No, man, yeah. if it was alcohol, it was whiskey. Max, you got any whiskey? You know, There's the reward. He bring out the moonshine. I said, "Back, ah. yeah, yeah, yeah." That but, a whole other part of my story before I met my girl why where i got in most of the trouble that i got into that forced me to Is that how
0: you feel your life story is split up into into before oh, yeah, you yeah. met
1: your girl and after or before no, you stopped no, drinking No no before and after? my drinking and after Why why <laughs> do you, i mean i know you drinking. said
0: you, you, you felt that people didn't like you then but did you feel that yourself
1: like you didn't like yourself when you were drinking Man they did not like me then I, I was I, I was drinking I was so problematic drinking man a motorcycle trash wouldn't let me hang out There's a good possibility if I hadn't quit when I did, I'd be in prison or bullet in the back of my head. One of them crazy motherfuckers would have would have shot me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, no. (laughs) (laughs) That's why I had to quit. He's a rough rider. You're coming straight through. I don't know anything about rough riding or not, but I rode motorcycle for a long time. But like I said, now back in the day I was motorcycle trash. Now I'm an enthusiast. (laughs) Enthusiast. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You're an aficionado of trash. Yeah, Yeah. Well, the bike's done. I rode it the other day. And uh, riding out in traffic, it was just too maddening for me uh, to get to where I wanted to go. I wanted to get into that highway that goes across the desert into Horizon. I finally got there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's a nice motorcycle road. And, uh, but getting there, man, that was, uh, my heart was beating the whole time. And then I just got a little respite on the ride from there to Horizon, but I had to come back. So it was too... It's just your weekender too much no it was a lifestyle man before i quit drinking
0: i mean right now it's just your weekend
1: bike but nah, so back yeah in the day, yeah but it, i'm done with it it was 20 it's for four sale seven. come on in there's thirteen thousand dollars worth of custom on this bike <laughs> oh it's no. oh yeah Valgame. but it's done that part of my life is definitely done i still got my sports or my first motorcycle but it's in pieces regrettably i wish i had rebuilt it and uh not bought well my wife bought me this one actually you obviously
0: stopped drinking, you stopped drinking for your own personal reasons. That's why you went into counseling,
1: to help other people? Well, you know, I finally finished my degree, and, uh, there wasn't much else out there. That's what I knew the most about, and mm-hmm. it was a very, it was a very productive career for me for 15 years.
0: And you were state of Texas for 30 years? Yeah, yeah, 30 yeah,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. Here in El Paso, I worked at the state center, which was, uh, the, mm-hmm. the state mental health hospital for a long, long time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh. I was hired to to, to treat the, the mentally ill and the alcoholic and drug addict. So I was one of the first ones to put a program in place. I was getting calls from everywhere. Because historically, the two conditions were treated. You get your alcoholism under control, go to AA and all of that stuff. Okay. But first, got to get your mental illness under control with medications and all of this stuff. And then they would separate the treatment. So then it would go over to... Uh, alcoholism, and drug treatment. Well, by then, nobody addressed both problems at the same time. Mm-hmm. That was my job. I designed a program that, uh, that uh, uh, addressed both the mental illness and the addictions simultaneously or concurrently or together, whichever word it is that you use. I can't remember. Paid for an education, but I can't remember the order of my word some days. It's really <laughs> strange because,
0: I mean, now you own a beer barn, so it's like you're a patron saint of drinkers because you're looking out for them as much as they're coming in and supporting the business. But I I see the way you talk to people. Your bedside manner is above, a thousand percent above everyone else. Everybody loves you because you're so honest and open and caring about them that you ask about their day, you ask about their life, and they talk to you. Do you you feel like that's what came over from them?
1: Who knows, man, but let me put my butt over here for a little more smoke. (laughs) Everybody comes here to get a
0: drink, and you got such a wide variety. But the real thing and the real hidden treasures everywhere. And the only way you could appreciate them is if you get off and walk around every variety of collection that you have in here. <laughs> now, let's just start off by the, the number one thing that usually everybody sees oh. the Wall of Heroes. How did oh, you yeah. get so many uniform names like
1: that? Well, I wish I could tell you that was my idea, but it wasn't who it was. It was uh, Fletcher and Gonzalez. Okay. I have a unit patch collection over there, and they were looking at the unit patch collection, and they were looking, They had some that I didn't have up there. So they tore them, the ones they had, they were Velcro then, tore them off their arms and pulled off their name tapes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, fuck, what a great idea. So Fletcher and Gonzalez started the Wall of Heroes. They're right there. Right at the beginning. Yeah. All right, All right, right we got a <laughs> cut. Here's another somebody. Talk to you in a minute, guys.
0: So about how many... Uniform names are up there. Would you guess? Oh shit! I wouldn't have a a clue,
1: man. Probably, thousand, two thousand. No, not that much, man. It looks like a thousand to me. Uh, no, I don't think it's that much. Anybody's welcome to come on in and count them. <laughs> yeah, you, you can spend you the <laughs> next 18
0: hours counting all these names up And go up ahead on and it.
1: document where they are. I love it when these guys come in and say, hey, where am I on where the wall, on? buddy? I said, I told you where I was going to put you. Don't ask me. You look at all this crap, man. <laughs> <laughs> and you want me to know where you are? I doubt it. Like, you know what? Just for that, you're going back in the back room. Yeah, uh, I know where I am. I know where my dad is. I know where Russell's dad is. I know where Russell is. I know where Fowler is. And I know where Fowler's dad is. Man. For sure. How many years is that? That's like 80 years of of service in there. Oh, that part I wouldn't know. My dad and Fowler and all. it has got to be more than that. So are there sections to these hidden treasures that are here?
0: Because, I mean, every time I come in here, something new. I see something new. I've seen everywhere from daishikis (laughs) to vintage Star Wars to cassette tapes to some of the best old school T-shirts. Like, you know, yeah. is there a is there Is there some order to the chaos? Order?
1: Is that what you're asking yeah. me? Because well, I know, I, I see you constantly doing stuff. There's a semblance of order to the chaos. Yeah, it's a dilemma whether we're a beer store with stuff or a stuff store with beer. <laughs> That's for sure. Uh, but the t shirts are pretty well organized. I got mm-hmm. them organized into, uh, we probably got. Two, three hundred T-shirts over here, I guess. I got a thousand more in the, in the warehouse next door. I want
0: to see that. I want to see all yeah.
1: that. I'm going to. Oh, another day we'll have to go over there. The warehouse is full of all kinds of shit, too. There's a, a bigger warehouse of things? Yeah, it's right next door. My God. Probably, I don't know how much time you got on this. We may end up having, if you if it's, because I'm having a good time. Part, part one, part one, the 4 part. Yeah, that's what
0: I'm wondering, man. It's like, oh, man. EP Culture Beat I mean, you're talking at, at to Buddies.
1: You're talking to a 71-year-old guy who's done a shitload of stuff in his day.
0: Oh, so I want to know about all of it, yeah, baby. I want to yeah, know about yeah, all,
1: yeah. all of it. Yeah, It'll save me from writing it all down. I don't, I don't blame you either. My friend over here once said, yeah, it's a lot easier to do this, man. Writing gets to be a pain in the ass. But I was kind of on the cusp of all this technological bullshit, you know, so it's, fuck, I get pissed at my, my cell phone. I sit down and it takes so much time and then it goes into another fucking page. I don't know where it goes and I don't know how to get back to where I was. And the next thing I know, five more minutes of my life are gone. Oh, no. I hate that. Because you get to this age and you start getting a little bit limited. Mm-hmm. But we've mm-hmm. been truly blessed. God has has, has just taken. But care you do of
0: not us. look seventy one. But I'm telling you right yeah, now. Yeah. Well, what at does you, a seventy one year old look like, dude?
1: You are youthful. Oh yeah, Fifty yeah. two year old in my eyes. <laughs> all right. Come on in and look at the, the the What is it? I don't know. Some kind of a. You see, you when it's even, out of the ordinary. Blah 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 <laughs> you blah. You couldn't even describe anything negative about you. But
0: no, for reals, like. So how do you keep all these things being restocked? Because I mean, I've seen stuff come in here and just. Take off. The well, last three
1: or four years, we haven't really been on top of the inventory, really, because okay. I've been, my wife has been sick for the last, we've been in and mm-hmm. out of the hospital for like the last four years. Mm-hmm. My, my, my sobrino, my sobrino, uh, Victor, he's the one who's been pretty much running the place. Okay. So... Haven't done a lot of restocking. We've been doing a lot of cleaning at the house, so we've been bringing a lot of stuff here. that's oh, this is from, your personal. The stuff. Hu- oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because again, we we my wife and I are trying to shift into a different part of our life now. See, I'm she's having a real difficult time with the transition from where we were to where we are now. Okay. And uh, nobody teaches you how to get old, so we've been learning how to do that together. Yeah, it's been pretty kick-ass.
0: Well, I mean, I know you and I read this on the website. You so you said this a few times, but. This place is actually for sale to the, you know, behest of everybody around here who loves you. And, you know, no, this is an nobody institution. Nobody,
1: don't sell it.
0: Yeah, nobody, yeah. don't sell it. How many well, times do you hear that a I got to
1: get the hell out of here before <laughs> I'm using a, a walker and a drool cup, for God's sake. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I still
0: see the people at Goodluck's working. You know, I feel like that's such a weird... We have a grind culture in El Paso where we're hustling all the way up until our 90s. You know, my grandma still making enchiladas for the next door neighbors and it's just like why are you doing that you're you're almost 80 and she's like i just have to i just need it do you feel like you have that grind culture where like you have to keep going
1: for your oh, own good? my wife is probably more like that than i am mm-hmm. she said i'm basically lazy if it wasn't for her none of this would have happened really oh yeah i'm the worker she's the she's the brains of the outfit absolutely so see when i met my wife everything i could fit could, would fit in a 52 gmc pickup truck Half of that was motorcycle and the other half was books. I told her when we got together, she said, All right, look, you handle all the money. You just make damn sure I got indoor plumbing. How long ago was this? 34 years ago. You met 34 years ago? Yeah, yeah. We've been hanging out probably about 38 years together. 34 years. So she knew you
0: before your bad times?
1: Oh, no, 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 no. My mother wouldn't even enter. She was my mother's banker. Oh yeah, yeah, and, and uh, my mother wouldn't even introduce me to her until I'd been clean and sober <laughs> for why? Shit, oh, because she, she was, I, was sh- I told you rude, crude, lewd, and un- socially unacceptable. <laughs> Damn. Yeah.
0: So she think you didn't have a chance with her? Is what it was?
1: No, she thought I'd be dead before I'd be able to do anything. I didn't stop drinking. Then she told me my mom was uh, Alcoholics Anonymous. I grew up, you know, in that culture. Both my, my both my parents were alcoholics as well. Okay. And uh, mom hit AA, shit. When she died, she'd been, oh, hell, man, 60 years, 55 years. 55. Uh, clean and sober. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So one night came in, I was all fucked up. I left, uh, I got some, uh, I was sitting at a bar, got all drunk up. This guy brought in a couple of fish. And I said, yeah, yeah, I'll take some fish. My mom let me use her uh, 69 charger. Forgot the fish, I was so oh. fucked up, right? <laughs> oh, I know, man. I know, I know. I know. So she comes out. I said, Mom, you got this fishy smell in your car. Sorry. You know, just, she said, that's it, son. Look, this is this is how it shakes.
0: I'm tired of your nights out where you're bringing fish home.
1: You're walking out of the door and going to an AA meeting. Wow. Or you're walking out the door and your mama is dead. Don't write me. Don't call me. Don't do anything. As far as you're concerned, your mama is dead. Mm. <laughs> Every boy needs a mama. Yeah. So I hit the doors of Alcoholics Anonymous 40 years ago. And, uh. Yeah. My life significantly changed from my days of running and gunning. Boy, that'll be a whole nother episode. That's a new chapter. Oh, yeah. When I went to uh, the Northwest to live for about five years at the Utah-Nevada border, I I changed and used my middle name for like five years, Prentice. So for that that really helped my schizophrenia, I'm sure. Uh, Hmm. So for five years, I was called Prentice, my middle name. Huh apprentice yeah yeah that's an interesting middle name yeah it is i'm a junior i don't know where it came from i'm a junior too I,
0: my, my dad my dad is sergio raul i'm raul but it's like i'm not even junior because you're sergio so get out of here i'm number one <laughs> and he gets all mad but no for real uh, you know on a real level i'm talking to somebody who i respect who i admire you're an institution to the neighborhood people in el paso love you they come out of their way to buy a beer here because they want to talk to you a lot of want to catch up to you that's true
1: you know on behalf of vp culture beat we respect your willpower you know i know being around has nothing to do with willpower when i was treating alcoholics and drug addicts i used to tell them look you think this whole thing is a willpower thing okay i got a challenge for you man here's this block of x-lax i want you to go ahead and eat this and try and control that with willpower same thing that's the that's the nastiness of addiction man
0: all right
1: yeah that's nastiness well, I respect that even more. Yeah, because I grew up in. Well, a God put me, me here, here for some kind of reason. There's not everybody knows that I quit drinking all those years ago. And anytime they think they may have be problematic in their drinking, uh, you're right. The personality that I do have allows them to feel comfortable to talk to me mm-hmm. about things that are troubling them and things that they just can't do it. I just share my story, and they do with it what they will. Okay. Yeah. So God put me here for an interesting. Man, he's giving me. It's been an interesting gig. The coolest job I ever had.
0: If there's anything you want to tell the people of El Paso or, or anybody, people drinking or whatever, please give us a, a sign out. You know, before we you, we take off from this.
1: So I guess it's almost over, gang. I don't know words of wisdom. Uh, you know, other than other than El Paso's the home. This, you know, I've been real fortunate. Nobody's. This is the first interview. Well, UTEP did a, a paper on us once. And uh, this is the first time that we've been acknowledged as being part of El Paso, although everybody knows directions. Yeah, you know, over there by the beer barn. and you yeah, uh, exactly right. <laughs> and uh, But, no, it's it's time. Like I said, it's coolest job I ever had. Worst boss, you know, working for the old ladies is a pain in the ass. But, I mean, I get to talk to everybody from gangsters to judges, man, and they all like the beer barn guy. What kind of job can you get where... It's like the daycare. My wife also had daycare many, many years ago. And it's like walking into the daycare, you know. The kids all love you. Ah, oh, Mr. Doug. Oh. oh, yeah, there's an interesting story about the daycare. Doug and Patty, right? The Patty, Doug, Doug Funny and Patty Mayonnaise. If you've never been, my wife's name is Pat. Yeah. If you've ever been made fun of by a five-year-old, yeah, Mr. Doug Funny. Ah, oh, Miss Patty Mayonnaise. <laughs> you know. Little shits thought they were real bright. I
0: love that they hit you with that Doug though. But for real, give us a call out. Tell us. Where I don't to know see what you. a call out means exactly. Give us your one. number. Give us your information. Give us your we're, website. We're, give us everything.
1: Well, the website I haven't. If anybody's out there that can break into the website for me, I haven't done anything. I can't get into it. I tell you, technologically, I'm. I, you know, it's like, God. I sit down. I try to get back in my website. I sit there thirty minutes. Thirty minutes. If I follow all of the directions, hit the right button sorry you can't get in i don't know my password i don't know what this this because i haven't been there in shit almost five years i think so anybody wants to come and help me break into my <laughs> website so i can
0: so we need some hackers over at ten one fifty montana buddy's beer bar institution of the east side what's that phone number, what's that phone number well buddy? the the
1: phone the, the the business phone is 599-2273 what are your, your hours of what are your hours of opening now well my nephew's been we're here here we're for sure here by for sure by two o'clock he stays in till nine depending on traffic i come in on sundays after two of course i was late today when i I forgot about this interview (laughs) and uh here till about seven seven thirty sunday on sunday and monday yeah i got to give him some time let me
0: get this out of the way because i know people want to know how
1: has corona treated you well, it was real interesting the Corona sales of Corona beer went down. <laughs> 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 but now you
0: don't even have any that you said that there are. Nah,
1: well, we had a real difficult time getting it. I think we had it, but I think my nephew sold it. Like I said, I really don't know the day-to-day operations of the place. He's been taking care of it. If you see anything that you like, you know, he'll call me and I'll put a price on it. Otherwise, you want to know about the stuff we've got in here cuz we do got an ec- eclectic selection of things. Absolutely. Uh, I, I, I
0: can't imagine your idyllic memory of rem- of remembering
1: all these things. Oh, I don't. My wife knows, though. If I get rid of something too cheap, man, I get a big piece of my ass. Oh, I know.
0: Out. One time you wouldn't sell me a Steve Crosno. Oh, the T-shirt. The T-shirt. Yeah. And I was just
1: like, bro, like my mom went to that. Oh, I went yeah. to that as a oh, kid. Oh, my wife was on Crosno's uh, Hop. She won Crosno's Hop back in, ah, fuck, I don't know when she was 18 or so. Went to Los Angeles to compete in the the other thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, You know, out in Los Angeles, they just busted her ass. But yeah, yeah. She was a gold digger. Not a gold digger. What are the the Diablos cheerleaders? I can't remember. She was one of those. One of the Diablos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was one of those ones. I think the miners are the gold diggers. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But the Diablos had somebody. So Corona didn't knock
0: you on your ass, nothing. People kept. We've been blessed on that. Well, we've got the,
1: you know, they don't have to get out of their car. We Mm -hmm. can distance. You know, if you get that flea market Jones on your back and you don't want to go to the flea market, come on in. Come on in here. We uh we uh certainly pay attention to the distancing, wear your mask. Absolutely. I mean, we got a, a sign over here that says You right got to wear a mask. Oh yeah, this one's cool. My nephew put that one together. You got to wear a mask, section blah blah, paragraph blah blah. blah, blah city state proclamation so you got to wear a mask otherwise they'll find me and well, i'll really be pissed i'm gonna be real honest with you
0: papa thank you for your time i appreciate you welcoming us here buddy's beer barn 10 150 montana hit it up before it's gone before one day he just decides to sell it all to somebody you got to come here it's a destination spot for sure for all my hype for all my diggers for all my craft beer aficionados we love you papa. Oh, and Much bring respect. your
1: bring your uh visitors from out of town, man. They won't I love being a, a tourist attraction.
0: You or oh, you definitely are.
1: Bueno, muchísimas gracias por la conversación y Dios los bendiga usted, su familia y todos los lo personas que están escuchando. Gracias. De nada. Stay Para sweet, recibirle. don't change.
0: Love Sucio at EP Culture Beat, your source for the underground of El Paso. Thank you guys.
1: Come back again, man. I got a shitload of stuff Oh, we're going to do part two, part three, part four? Uh, you don't even know. Yeah, we didn't even brush anything, really, huh? Yeah. All right. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>